might recall that for a time we were speaking monthly with the uh, previous executive director of Lincoln Library. Of course, uh, last year he took a new position. Uh, his replacement has since arrived, but we had never had the chance to uh, to get her scheduled to come in and talk until today. And I'm so happy to welcome her here in what I hope will be the first in a series of conversations with Rochelle Hartman, new executive director of Lincoln Library here in Springfield. Welcome. So great to have you here. Hi, thanks. It's really nice to be here. Well, I, I want to start by just uh, having... Now, r- remind me, how long have you been on the job here in Springfield? When did you arrive? A bit over six months. Okay. Well, I'm sorry it's taken so long to get you here, but I'm glad you're finally here now. Let everybody know a little bit about your your background and uh, what the, the path that brought you to Springfield. Sure. Um, I'm from Bloomington. That's where I I spent most of my life. I grew up in rural Bloomington, near Lake Bloomington. Um, and then in my mid-40s, I ran away from home <laughs> to uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin, where I've been for the past 13 years. Got homesick for central Illinois, which some people question uh, why I would do that. <laughs> but compared to La Crosse, I mean, the winters have to be seem pretty mild here by comparison. They are. They yeah. really are. I have not missed the, sh- the shoveling. Um, <laughs> I I do miss the biking, and it's it, it was a singularly beautiful place oh, yeah. to live. Yeah. Um, but this drive out here was really nice. I there's some countryside here. Yes, absolutely. To look at. Mm. Yeah. Um, in terms of libraries, um, in high school, I was that kid who pretty much lived at the library. The, my mom worked near the normal public library, so I would drive into work with her and just kind of hang out. And after a few months, they decided that they should just pay me. Because <laughs> um, I was that kid who was just there all the time asking questions, um, at, telling them they needed to reshelve something. And so they're like, you know what, we're just going to pay you. I, I'm a little bit miffed because that was also me in high school at the main branch of Lincoln Library downtown. And uh, and, and I often had suggestions for them, too. They never once offered to pay me. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of said, could you go talk someplace else for a little while? Because we're a little busy right now. But, uh, but yeah, I, I get that. Uh, when, yeah. in, in my teenage years, the, the library was... Was just this this treasure map to be explored. Oh gosh, and yes! All sorts of, of really cool things there. Um, tell me how you found Lincoln Library when when you arrived. What, how would you assess the state of Lincoln Library in 2019? Now 2020. Um, the staff is amazing. They are our strength. Um, they were incredibly welcoming. They're very smart, very passionate, and committed to their work. Um, I've been pretty open about this, but we, for a town our size, uh, our library service could be a, a little more robust. Um, I understand that we used to have several branches and a lot more staff, and uh, budget cuts over the years have reduced that to one location and a, a fairly small staff. Um, I'm not one who believes you can do more with less, but we are doing as much as we can with what we have. Um, and we'll continue to to move forward. We we certainly did used to have a lot more in terms of library offerings here, but we also had far fewer options. The library had outsized importance because that was you know we didn't have the right. internet, we didn't have you know right. a lot of things to. And now we, a, a lot of households do have that. Is there the same need for a public library in the 21st century as there was when when you and I were were kids? Absolutely, there are still kids like us who. Um, they might not have internet. They might not have the software they need to do their homework at home. Um, they might have a situation at home where they're just looking for a place to come um, and be quiet. And we still offer all the same things that we always did. We still have books. People. That's still why people come to us. All of our staff love to read. 
and can help you find exactly what you're looking for. And it doesn't have to be a book. It can be a movie or an audio book, um, a podcast. Our staff are really knowledgeable about all kinds of media. Lincoln Library has branched out a lot into ebooks in in recent years. I, I I've gone that route, but I still kind of miss just having a, an old fashioned book in my hand and right. a bookmark stuck in there as well. But you you can accommodate you know whether people are still a little bit old school or if they have been dragged kicking and screaming into the 21st century like me. Yep. Um, we, we, if somebody's a little hesitant about going that way, um, they can come in and we will sit down with them and walk them through whatever it takes to get them on an audiobook or an ebook. Um, we also have streaming video now um, that we're happy to, to share with folks. What other role uh, does the library play for the population of a community like Springfield? For you know, for kids like like you said, it can still be an incredibly valuable resource right. for schoolwork, study, and things. What about for adults in the community? What's what's the purpose of the library? Um, it, libraries are transforming more into community centers. They are a third place in the community. If you want to go work on your laptop, um, if you maybe have a side gig, you can come into the library and you don't have to, like at Starbucks or someplace, buy a coffee to spend your time there. You're welcome to come in and spend as much time as you like. You're allowed to work on a computer without a cup of coffee or a, or a, a, a frappe <laughs> or something? I had no idea. I thought yeah. that was mandatory now in the 21st you, well, century. Well, you are welcome to bring those into the library as long as they have a covered lid, but... Um, Good to know. That's right. Uh, what uh, and, and as you noted, um, uh, one thing the Lincoln Library I think has done very well in recent years is become uh, that that community gathering place. You've got the Carnegie Room, and there's a lot of yep. various community events, social mm-hmm. events, important gatherings, political debates, and things that happen there. Yep. And, and uh, you even have like movies sometimes. Yep. And- uh, Sunday matinee uh, this coming Sunday, we're showing Black Panther. At 2 o'clock. Nice. And we're hoping to get a popcorn machine um, sometime in the near future. And... It, it, is that free to come watch the movie? Absolutely. That's that's very cool. That's, yep. that's you very... don't even have to have a library card. You have uh, classes and things for people, too? Help them yep. sort of learn, especially computer skills, things along those lines? Yeah. Um, this Saturday at 11, we are having an Ask a Library Techie where... Um, you do need to register. It's seven five three four nine zero zero extension five six two seven. You can come in with any kind of question. If you need help with a resume, if you're not sure what to do with a flash drive, um, anything that you might have a question with, you're welcome to come in. It's like a, a drop-in session. Talk, no, no shame. We we are there to help. Talking with, with Rochelle Hartman, executive director of uh, Lincoln Library here in Springfield. As you noted, uh, a long time ago, we had multiple branches here. Now everything is focused on the, the main, what we still call the mm-hmm. main branch building. Yep. It's the only branch building, but the main branch building downtown. How big a challenge is that, uh, the fact that everything is focused there in that location, uh, and we're a a pretty spread out community. There's an awful lot of people who can't just walk down there, and public transportation is available sometimes, and sometimes it's not. How, How big an issue is that? Um, it's some, our location is something that we hear about a lot. It's a challenging location, um, for parking, um, we do the the one way we are out in the community at this point is we have book drops at some of the county markets so you can return your books there i would love for us to find ways to be more out in the community not with full branches but with maybe little kiosks where you could pick up materials so you don't have to come downtown um 
I'm new, so this is just like me, pie in the sky. <laughs> um, but it's something that we'll be talking about. We're just now getting fully staffed up. We hit, Last year, we were without a director and four or five managers for most of the year. And so it was just kind of like keeping the doors open and the lights on. But now we're looking forward to doing some some long-range planning. City Council just approved a new budget for you last night. Yep. Does it provide you with what you need or what you were hoping for the upcoming fiscal year? Yes, they gave us what we asked for. Um, we had asked for one additional security guard and for a part-time position to help with shelving um, because we have a lot of professional staff who are shelving right now. And we'd rather they spend that time on developing programs and getting out in the community. Um, So we were really pleased with that. Uh, Next year, as I get my feet wet, I might go to them and ask for a little more professional staffing um, so we can do more out in the community. Uh, one of the the big issues surrounding the library in recent years has been the homeless population, both yes. inside and outside the library. Is is that an unusual situation for a community the size of Springfield? And and what's your philosophy on that? Um, not at all. Um, it's I have worked in two similarly situated libraries. Um, La Crosse was. Um, a downtown library, county seat near ser- social services, um, Bloomington, where I got my professional start, was the same. Nothing that I've seen here um, is any different than what I've seen at those previous libraries or that I hear from any of my other library colleagues across in in municipal libraries. Um, it's alarming if you're not used to it. I understand why people are hesitant to come. Um, the one thing we don't have control over is, uh, people loitering. We, we can't do anything about that. People ask us why, you know, why are those people here? Um, as long as people are behaving themselves, they are welcome to be on our property. Um, as soon as they go against our policies, then we can move them along. Um, but everyone is welcome in and outside the library as long as they're behaving. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I even once fell asleep in the library. I had sat down in a in one of those very comfortable chairs in there, started to read a book, and next thing I know, I'm kind of dozing, and I'm glad I didn't get thrown out for that. But that, does that sort of thing happen? And, and... It does. And um, we have been fortunate to bring on some security personnel who are not, like, beating their baton in their hand, trying to rouse people out, but they have a really light touch. They get to know the folks in the building. They get to know people's situations so that we're not like, wake up, wake up, you know. They know people have challenges. Um, They know people get sleepy. So, you know, you get warnings, um, and you get a chance to correct your behavior, um, they're they're really great guys. Uh, you recently uh, passed a couple of new policies to kind of address some of the issues that arise mm-hmm. out of this. One of these was a personal possessions policy because previously there had been a limit. People were not allowed to bring more than one bag into the library. Right. And if you're homeless and if all your belongings, you're essentially toting them with you, that, that could have been a problem. It, it's a problem for anybody because... You know, you frequently have moms come in with a stroller and a bag and diaper bag and stuff like that. Um, And I'm guessing that people like that would be allowed to come in with those bags. But somebody who comes in with a rucksack and their life on their back, um, it left security and staff with a lot of questions. So we um, 
opened it up so that it was not targeted to any particular population. And so people can bring in whatever they want as long as it doesn't um, have a health issue. Um, If there's like, if they have bed bugs, please don't bring (laughs) your bag in. Please. Um, uh, It can't impede with movement within the library and um, it needs to fit under a table. So that's a general but kind of specific guideline. So staff should have to ask a lot fewer questions about that. And it's and it's applicable to everybody. You also uh, uh, passed what was described as a kind of a first ever uh, personal conduct policy that, that sets out with some specificity what people are and are not allowed to do inside right. the library. Right. We are still waiting for that to be vetted by city legal. I see. Um, so it's not been passed yet. Um, As soon as they sign off on it, we'll get that to our board and get it passed. But it gives really specific guidelines to security. um, And it's transparent so that patrons, if they're like, well, where does it say that? We can, we have this document to show them. It's like, and it, it, it takes a lighter touch. It's like people, you tell people what they're doing wrong, give them a chance to correct. If they don't, then it's like, hey, I'm going to ask you to leave for the day. Um, and if they continue, you can kind of bump that up. Uh, I, I was going to ask you about your wish list, but you know, my wish list would be like Jetsons flying cars and things. So maybe I'll, I'll, I'll pose it a bit more realistically. What do you envision uh, Lincoln Library looking like or the reach of the library, say, in five years? B- best case scenario, realistically. Oh, gosh. Um, we have been talking as a team about reconfiguring some space inside the library to make it a little more friendly for teens because right now we don't have a great area for teens um we are going through some of our older books um, that haven't checked out in many many years so gradually we're removing those things that are truly collecting dust um what's going to happen to those um, we give those to our friends of the library. Um, and they have the book sale a couple times a year. They have the book yeah. sale. If, you know, sometimes books are really old and gross, and <laughs> you you don't want to pass those along to anybody. But, yeah, we give those to our friends of the library. I see. Uh, and um, do you envision any kind of expansion of just where library services will be available in the city? I know you talked again about the possibility of kiosks maybe right. at some point. I would love that. I'm not in any position to project. Um, it's it's something that we would really like. We know that we're not fully serving the community in the one location we are, and we'd like to be able to get out. Part of, part of the way we can do that is with outreach, getting staff out in the community. Um, Now that we're getting closer to fully staffed, um, we'll be able to start visiting those daycares and getting out to the schools. Um, We do have, uh, a lot of people don't know this, uh, an extension services department that does homebound delivery to folks. Um, We have several dozen clients that work with us where they're unable to leave their homes, but they still want to use a library. And you can actually take books to them. Yeah, they work with um, our staff to find out, you know, what's available, and and we match them up with the books they want. It's not like we just randomly take books, but we can get them what they want, and then we pick them up. Do you have any way to quantify 
uh, how many people are using the library in a year or of the people who actually have library cards, how many use them in the course of a month or a year or whatever it might be? We've got all kinds of metrics. I did not bring my big spreadsheet with me, Mm -hmm. but I mean, we count how many people come in the building. We count how many new cards we create. We look at our electronics statistics. Um, we, We can get a really good picture. Um, in many different ways. And actually, there's a state report that I will start working on next month as our budget closes out. Well, as I said, I'd like to have you back regularly to, to talk about uh, you know uh, events uh, happening, activities, yep. services, uh, new things that are happening there. Maybe even have you come in and spotlight a, a new book or two. How, d- does the library go out monthly to get new new books to bring in? or We buy books all the time. Okay. It's like staff are always always ordering. It's not like we go fill up a shopping cart. We work with a a book jobber called Baker and Taylor. Um, And if we're not able to get things through them, we, I mean, we get boxes and boxes of books. Um, uh, Let me tell you about what I just finished reading. Um, It's called Elvis in Vegas. (laughs) And it is a social history of um, how Elvis kind of helped create Vegas. And it's in addition to Elvis, there's a lot of information about the Rat Pack and how, how Vegas came to be. It's a really great social history. It, it sounds like the, the next thing is going to be on my reading list. It sounds like a book I it, would it absolutely love. It was lots love. of fun. Yeah. I've read lots of Elvis books, um, but this one kind of brings things together in a different way, and it's very enjoyable. We, I think this town has long needed a library director who's an Elvis fan, so I think this is going to be a, a good marriage here in the community. That is me. That is me. <laughs> Appreciate your time so very much. Absolutely. Uh, last message to the public is to why they should come if they haven't been for a while. Why should they come check out Lincoln Library? Um, we have lots of things for you. We can save you a lot of money. Um, we have friendly staff who can help you find what you want. Um, and, and it's just good for the community. Plus Elvis in Vegas. And plus Elvis in Vegas. I will be returning that tomorrow so you can get on the hold list for it. Rochelle Hartman, thank you so much. Great to have you here this afternoon. We appreciate it. You're welcome.